This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bald Move TV podcast, where the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And tonight, we are going to be talking about American Gods, episode 202 and 203, The Beguiling Man and Moonen, I think is how you pronounce it. Munnen, I think is how I said it. One half of the Munnen and Huggin combo. The Odin's Odin's twin ravens. I think I've seen that on uh, Nick Jr. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the kids programming block. Um, Heckle and Jekylls, who is what I thought their names were. <laughs> but uh, I so we last time we had talked about American Gods, we had seen the first episode. A lot of critics had seen the first three, and a lot of people were shitting on the television show. And we had seen the first episode, like we don't, we think it's pretty good. Maybe the next two episodes will be truly awful, and we'll see. We've seen two more episodes. We've seen the full the the, the first three. How is your opinion of how American Gods are going so far? How? Uh, Lots of hows. Hows? <laughs> yeah. I'm full of hows. Um, I, I'm I'm loving the show. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, as much... F- no, not as much fun as the first season, but as much fun as some of the great seasons of Banshee yeah. that we've seen. Yeah. And I think it has a lot of... Um, metaphor, metaphorical and literal wheel spinning mm. going on throughout these episodes. Right, a lot of dialogue exchanges that maybe didn't need to be in there. Maybe they're padding out the rest of the season. Uh-huh. But if that's what it looks like, then I don't hate it because um, yeah. they're still all fun scenes with all of these really fun characters. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, here's the thing: I think it's not been given a fair shake. Uh, yeah, because I. I think it's still like nothing else that's on television and it still looks great. And I think the highs are about as high and the mediums are about as, you know, cause not every, every scene can be amazing. But what I think is different this season is that there are some actual scenes that just clunk, you know, like all of the stuff yeah. with uh, Wednesday and Nancy, the like car that, scenes, yeah. that should be a really fun traveling road show. Everyone should be packing this, the stadiums to see that traveling road show pull into town. And I'm sorry. I don't care how many maps you're going to fuck. Well, none we, of that stuff worked. We were playing this game uh, while we were watching these episodes of which, which one of these scenes do you think that the characters or the actors right. all had to ad lib here? Yeah. Which of these scenes were made up? And I think it was most of the car scenes, Definitely right? Definitely a lot of these traveling. That's what I got. And they're splitting the characters up. It seems, feels like unnecessarily, although it does, I feel like that they have all pretty clearly defined missions. Um, I, I guess there is a little bit of like, Hmm, am I being jerked around? Um, is there actually a point to where all this is going? I, I, I haven't read any of source material and a lot of stuff doesn't seem like it makes literal sense, but I'm trusting that it's going to actually, when I see everything worked out, be like, Oh wow, this was really brilliant. Mr. Wednesday. What a man or, you know, low key, what a guy or Mr. <laughs> World. He's a worthy opponent. I, but I don't know. I I'm, think that's that's kind of a right. An I think I said this faith. the last time. Uh, I don't. I don't see any heroes here. Yeah. Um, mm. All right. Do you want to say some more like preamble, or should we get right into the episode? Let's just right into the all right these episodes. So here are some points on that. Kind of drew a broke this drive down right in like a train driving into a. <laughs> car on a railroad a track. A metaphorical car. It might be a divine horse. It might be a Valkyrie. We'll talk <laughs> about that. Okay, the first episode, 202 The Beguiling Man. These are some points of like no particular order and importance. Just some things I want to talk about. Uh, Shadow being tech uh, Are you tortured. reading the literal script right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the, uh, the notes to the director. Uh, Shadow's being techno-tortured by Mr. Town, and this is all an exercise to give us a backstory on Shadow, right. which... In principle, we should be hungry for it because Shadow is just such a fucking blank slate. Right. The thing is, 
this feels like a Mad Lib because what they filled in on that blank plate was not was I it was expecting. Nonsense. It was nonsense. He's like this bookish, intellectual, pacifist, wayward, tortured messiah kind of guy. Right. And they hammer that point home by when he's he's being he's 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 experiencing all these various forms of oppression and prejudice and bigotry from all sides and all communities and cultures and as he's suffering these abuses they intercut these flashes of this chromed out jesus um i mean the the theme of this this like uh hormesis that like you take a uh enough of a lethal poison and it makes you stronger it gives you an immunity to it they're trying to sell us that like his whole life has been this but not sure if i'm buying uh also who's his mom and who's his dad okay i have some theories on that all right so, the thing I noticed, and I think a lot of people are saying, is that last season, there was probably a lot more of these hidden things that we that I missed mm-hmm. because I couldn't, because I didn't catch it through mm-hmm. the first watch or right. whatever. It was lost on me. Those in-scene types of things, like books they're reading, show, music that's playing. Um, this season... The one of these differences that you can see between show run, runners, I assume, is that things are quite literal and they're very direct. Yeah. Uh, so they drop some in flashback clues here, like he's reading one book called Siddhartha. Right. Which is all about Buddha. Uh, not really. Really. Um, it's about a man named Siddhartha who, at one point in his travels, meets Buddha. Mm. Uh, but it's uh, it's unrelated. But the wor- the name Siddhartha means he who has found his meaning or he who has attained his goals. Uh-huh. Um, so is that supposed to mean that's what shadow is? I mean, it's or all... Or can be? Yeah. And then at one point he's reading A Movable Feast, which uh-huh. is an Ernest Hemingway book uh-huh. that he wrote he wrote a, a biography in his of himself, an autobiography in his 20s and uh-huh. didn't publish it until after he died fully 40 years later in right. 1960s right but it was um i i thought that was interesting because it's kind of like you know visiting a, a flashback it's a book the book is a flashback in itself yeah well you're in a flashback of shadow yeah so it's so very directly they have their finger on their nose like no, ah, it's, ah, it's, ah. it's it's and also it's just like you know no teenage boy reads these books no None. No. None. I don't care how many French diplomats your mom is. Um, I, but, um, I, it just, it just, it just, it just fell false. This guy did not feel like um, they did a bad job of telling me that this is young Shadow. I, I, I disagree. I feel like if you had given this actor another twenty years, he could play the perfect adult Shadow. But, like this is the perfect young Shadow for the wrong adult shadow that we have that we're working with. No, I'm, I'm talking about, yeah, I'm not talking about physicality. I'm talking about, like, just what the character they're building towards seems like. And exactly. I get it. He's beat saying- down, and, he, and he's angry that his mom died, and he renounces his faith in God, and he's... But, like, uh, okay. No, my, my point is, is that if we had a better adult uh, current day shadow uh-huh. who could, like, carry that in his, in his performance and his eyes and the way he speaks... I, I don't know if that could do something. Oh, you're saying that you're 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 going back to throwing shade on the adult shadow. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, his name right. is Shadow after all. That's I true. Can't, He's I all can't about help it. But do it. He's all about it. But I it's will a- say, I'm, we're being way too hard on Ricky Whittle. I think I think he's doing much better this season so far. Uh, does th- does he shave his armpits? I don't think so. This man has no hair visible hair anywhere well, below Well, he just lifts weight so much that it just rubs the hair right it off. It just squeezes. The hair follicles are constantly squeezing the hair out like so right. many tubes of toothpaste. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy that. Um, all right. Who is his mom? Who is his father? What's the deal with this gold slash silver coin? Uh... I don't. I, I. I got. I got no idea. Like I think that it's somehow connected to this ancient American buffalo god because uh, he keeps meet, meeting that amongst his climbs on Skull Mountain. Um, but I, otherwise, otherwise, I don't. I, I. I have no clue. But it seems like his mom knows 
he's got some kind of spark in the divine, or maybe she provided it because there's all this talk about your light, baby, your light, baby, and we know Laura can see it from a million miles away. What What are your thoughts on these identities? And he can make snow. And he can make snow. And he can make snow. So what do all those things mean? He's I storm from the X Men, <laughs> the gender bent storm. I mean, I would love to go in and sort of like research all of this this mythology, but I, I I'm enjoying the surprise. Of it. Maybe he's just an invented character, but I feel like if I try to dive into that, I might spoil myself on this. Yeah, this that's, interesting that's the other thing. I, 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 I do a lot of research around the mythology of the show, like the different gods right. and stuff. But boy, getting on any of the like fan wikis or the Reddit's right. like they don't segregate the spoilers and the books and the TV right. stuff very well at all. Yeah. And I will say if you're into mythology, like I very much am, uh, I want to recommend another podcast that's not paying me to do this. It's called Mythology on the Parcast Network, and it's mostly the Greek mythology that they're handling, Mm -hmm. but it's been fascinating and interesting to listen to. How dare you give free exposure to this? This is Norse mythology mostly. I don't know. All Uh the cultures are wrapped up, and I, I haven't seen much Greek actually. But as far as who his mother is, I don't know. She she has some kind of light. Some kind of Jessica Lang coven disease where her light fades and goes into shadow as she dies of cancer, maybe, and then she fully imbues it into him. Uh Odin is, or Wednesday, is uh, somehow involved. I think that was definitely him that visited him in the waiting room. I don't, man, the voice sounds nothing like it. I don't think the fingers look the same. I get it that Odin can probably inhabit whatever body he wants to, but... No, I'm just saying, if you listen closely to the delivery of the line, it sounds like Ian McShane, and then they, at the end of every sentence, so, so they, your theory, they like merged it with some other actor's voice, so, yeah. so they could trick you that way. Y- your theory is they blend Ian McShane's voice into some other some other character's voice to kind of mask it. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Buy I think it. so. I absolutely heard it. Okay. Um. And. He's got a vest. He's the only one who has some sort of interest in Shadow. Uh huh. So I don't know why it wouldn't be him. Say, what is your idea? Uh, well, okay. So if he's Odin's son, if he's Thor, essentially. I'm not saying he's his son. I'm just saying Odin. I think Wednesday was definitely the one to visit him. Oh, in the okay. That just implies room. his father. Okay. No, I have no idea who the father oh, is. Oh, okay. I think the father is whatever god yeah. that sh- Shadow has a part of that Wednesday wants from him. Okay. All right. Problem. It seems like he'd be allied to the old god, which is consistent with the buffalo thing. I mean, like I said, I'm sure as people that have read the books are like, this is all very obvious, but uh, n- not to me. Uh, <laughs> but we're not here for the books. We're here for the show. So there's also another theme is the old gods gearing up for war. Um, w- there's this talk about now that the old stars died, there's going to be a newborn star. So that portends a new character. New Zoria. It's going to have a very important uh, role in the wars to come. Uh, Chernobog is talking about swinging his hammer. It's all very badass. Uh, I love... uh, He he can deliver a monologue like none other. Right. I love... um, uh, What was it? Mama... Mama... Mama G? Mama G... Uh, going off to lop heads if she can get her shift traded around. Uh, That's... (laughs) Love it. I mean... That's where the reality of the show like, bumps up. It's like, would would Ragnarok be canceled because the the Hindu god of war can't get her slot free? Or are they just being like, very, Karen, very... Karen's being a real bitch about trading Saturdays? They're what? being like very, very timelessly dry about the fact that she's pretending to be a waitress. Maybe that's the thing. You know? She's like, it's a joke. Right. It's, it's like a god joke that, right. uh, that I don't get because it's, you know, they're, they're, they're humor like they're purviews and moralities are far above my hu- human human sense of humor um i get it <laughs> traveling road show that is fun to watch yeah uh ifrit and uh, salim yes really the sidecar show yeah the sidecar traveling mm-hmm. sidecar Fire show tra- uh traveling they, sidecar so ifrit's been assigned the jinn has been assigned to go get Gungnir, which is odin spear mm-hmm. and that's gonna be very cool next episode and salim uh wants to go with him and the jinn's like this is stupid i'm a god or a genie and you're immortal and salim says well you need my belief in you to keep you going and there's gonna be lots of cute shots of them and their little motorcycle gear he 
is they are adorable. I need some chibi artwork of them, fan artwork of them posted to the Reddit stat. Uh, have you looked for it? I'm sure it, it already might exists. Because it's like, god damn, you just take that and patch and sew it on your backpack and you're yeah. good to go. Um, so Odin and Mr. Nancy split from Laura and Sweeney to prepare for war. Uh... Again, I really wanted to like this, but all that stuff felt like filler. The dialogue wasn't stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this really awesome moment where Odin prepares to sacrifice uh, Betty, his uh, Cadillac ride. Yeah. And, you know, I've got some theories on what that might be, but man, the letdown immediately the next episode where this car just reincarnates and everything's fine right no bubbles no troubles i haven't seen a bullshit fake out climax like that since the pilot at peaky blinders and i'm, I'm okay still kind of pissed it. about it i'm really okay with it the way it was delivered the yeah. the cool fire and the horses neighing like what the hell was that what kind of Valhalla was it? What what sacrifice was there? Yeah. I mean, you're right. Betty should have died, but... But it's just so weird on a show that's did always... Did Betty die and Betty become reincarnated with his horse? <gasps> what does that even yes. mean? I don't know. Because, like, my theory... But it's got super horsepower now. I'll yeah. tell you that much. My theory on Betty is that she's either a Valkyrie um, or she is uh, Odin's okay horse... That. Uh, sleep, sleep near. That's what I just said. Okay. And you said, what does that even mean? No, but but you ha- we hadn't talked about the horse yet. You got the literally, you got the horse before the cart. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Well, All wait, right. the cart before the horse. If your horse was before the cart, he'd be in the proper this position. This is easily You've disproven done, by hitched, going back and listening. You've for done two hitched seconds. the horse to the back of the the trailer <laughs> and the back of the wagon. Uh, anyway, this okay. this the thing about uh Odin's horse sleep near. Okay is that it's an eight-legged horse what and uh How? his 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 65 cadillac is a v8 engine has eight Shut pistons pumping your mouth pu- pu- punching out the uh, horsepower just like sleep near so <laughs> but i don't what would that mean so on a show that's on a show where life and death is kind of tenuous and but yet also like lasting expensive because it, it's a big deal for a god to kill another god and a god can't just undo another god's death and all this other stuff. Mm. It seems crazy easy to sacrifice quote unquote Betty and then she just comes back five minutes later. It undercuts all this other the thematic sacrifice, stuff about the sacrifice and death. I think the sacrifice was the car and the body was a husk that was refilled by Sleepnir. Oh, so you're saying Betty was so Betty, Betty was, died. Oh. Sleep near lives. Okay, well that would make it pretty cool, but I don't know that there's any evidence of that. You just named all of the evidence in the world. <laughs> no, it did not. Um, okay, anything? Canon confirmed. Uh, the other thing that happens in this episode is Mister World threatens Billquist because she's trying to really stay on the fence here between this battle of the old gods and the new mm-hmm. and uh doesn't seem like she's going to be able to stay on one side or stay off uh, either side for very much longer who do you think she actually falls for old gods yeah i mean right you dance with the one that brung you yeah she's ancient these johnny come lately guys sex is the oldest profession in the world yeah and i think it'll be the last profession in the world yeah when it comes down to it. If you have anything to say about it anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to episode 203. No. Mo- what? You got other things? Okay. I have other things. Let me hit the emergency brake like Laura down a dirt road. Uh, <laughs> didn't see that coming. What, what you got? Uh, so, Mr. Town. Yes. Is he dead? I think so. Okay. But that's a big name actor to just kill that in that way. Is he? And we didn't or see. We didn't see any like official on... head squish. Is is he really big actor? Is he and just a misfortunate a guy? Mister Town. Yeah. Mister World. Mister Nancy. Everyone's got a name. Everyone who gets a name. Yeah. I don't know. But people <laughs> die. I mean, we, sure, we've, we've, we've seen big name gods die. So. I just wanted your thoughts on that because yeah. it seems it seems like I think he's coming back. Gotcha. Um. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I hate Laura Moon a lot, uh-huh. but I wanted to talk about when they're having their car road show, uh-huh. she says something along the lines of, you take, 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 and give nothing back. 
And then it reminded me of that one whole episode last season where it was dedicated to her Irish version of herself that mm-hmm. was leaving the offerings. Do you remember that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he remember that? Surely, but I don't Does think that's literally like her. Does she look like that same girl? Yeah, she Well, did. then why would they have her... I don't know. Maybe they, it is implying that there's like some long lost ancestry there. I'm one, yeah, I'm wondering if he remembers and if that's something that's sort of like driving his character. Now that you're mentioning it, we I skipped that entire part plot, the whole Sweeney and Laura traveling roadshow, which was yeah, the best roadshow. A lot, a lot happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so apologies. Thanks for keeping <laughs> me on the road. There. Thanks for pulling the emergency brake there, Laura. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know. And like, okay, here's the other thing. They travel through the horde, which what the fuck? How is that a thing? How does that happen? How is I'm assuming that's kind of like his pot of gold. Okay, Wait, can we talk about how he he describes entering the horde first? Yes, because uh, this I'm sure this got a lot of a lot of bitches moist. Uh-huh. <laughs> he says it's a way backstage. It's a lot smaller. It's a place I like to hide things, and it might be a tight squeeze. <laughs> okay. And then what happens is they have sex in the horde. Okay. So if this is easy to miss, but we saw so easy to miss. we saw people talking about it on Reddit, and we started freeze framing ourselves. Like there are these like single frame still images of Laura and Sweeney in a, in some sort of sexual position. That is flashing as they're like rotating around each other and going through horde space and screaming and yelling. Um, there's definitely some kind of attraction there. And yes, which, you can definitely see it. Yeah, and I thought I saw that. And when he visited her 18th century self too, so yeah. maybe they are going some kind of a mortal beloved thing. Yeah, that's what that's what made me think of some it. Some kind of a Dracula uh, retelling. Right. Um, which that's that's fine. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I like why I say it's one of the more entertaining road shows is because they seem like they're kind of like on each other's par. Like he doesn't take any of her shit and she's got a lot of shit to take. Yeah. Um, she a be- lot. And then she beats him up every once in a while and it feels kind of like, you know, uh, she gets her licks in. He gets his, his licks in. Feels like kind of an equal power balance. Yeah. He he also mentions that he is he's of the opinion that Odin's lying to her. And or no, he doesn't. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. He mentions that there is a devil in the French quarter of New Orleans who has this thing called the spice of life that could uh, put baron. some more life into her bones. Calls him a baron, and there's only one character I can think of Papa because Legba. because it's a, yeah. My only other uh, frame of reference is American Horror Story, but it's Papa Legba. Yeah, the voodoo, voodoo kind of uh, it's gotta be, but devil I can, figure. I can save her a trip and tell her right now that when she gets down there, uh-huh. he's gonna say she ain't got no soul to trade. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Someone else holds it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder. But I, mean, I yeah, I'm desperate to see what this New Orleans uh, Baron has. Yeah, to, has Devil to Baron. Say. It's gonna be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no. I the other thing is like I just the horde thing. Um. I wonder how many more times they can they, they can keep popping things up and adding new things before you start to get tired of it. Because I'm thinking in like season two of Game of Thrones, which I think has one of the smoother power arcs. You were still like, okay, you you had dragons, but now oh shit, there's shadow babies popping out of people's vagoos, and <laughs> uh, there's there's blood magic happening and all that, and and the, you know you you eventually reach a point where you know. Jon Snow can't pull out a magic crystal ball and and instantly win things in season eight or it's going to seem stupid. And I wonder, like, is it does it break the game a bit to have this guy be able to teleport wherever he wants and, you know, bring one human companion? I hope they've thought all that stuff through is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine because it seems like it takes an enormous physical toll and mental toll to travel through it. They instantly recover from it's not that big a deal, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. maybe if they go and they take it right back, then they come out with bloody noses, mm. and then the third time through, their brains explode. It's like a Stranger Things right. situation. Yeah, I don't know. But when they do come out, we are reminded that he's wearing these handcuffs. Yeah, which completely forgot about. <laughs> in fact, I was like, what? "Did he get handcuffed in the horde? What is happening? How does this?" Magic no, I remembered work? he got he got handcuffed at one point in season one, but I didn't remember the exact circumstances. Okay, I remembered, and I'm going to remind all of you. Right? Yeah. Uh, so 
he went to the hotel where, uh, what's her name? Laura Moon was mm-hmm. waiting for a shadow yep. in that hotel room. Yep. And he tried to take the coin from her. They got in a fight and he tried to drown her mm-hmm. in the bathtub. And then a police officer bust in, found him and being dead as she is, pretended to really be dead. <laughs> stop move. Stop moving. And yeah. then he was arrested. Yeah. So as the police car was taking him to the police station where Wednesday and Shadow already were for the bank robbery, that's when the station was attacked and he escaped that way. Right, right. Okay. But now he's free of those handcuffs, so I'm glad the buildup led to that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it felt like a big deal. Right. But I don't understand. Because, yeah. like, you know, in, like, the Dresden Files books, there's the idea that, like, fairies are hurt by, like, iron, con- iron contact on their skin. So, like, mm-hmm. wearing handcuffs would be agony for them. But, like, I don't think this universe is playing by those rules. I don't think that uh, Sweeney would be necessarily classified as a fairy. And, two, like, it doesn't seem like... He's just not physically strong enough to rip them off himself, but never just had the time yet to find the tools. Yeah. But no, he's picked multiple locks on cars and hotwired them to yeah. get them. You know what? That's crazy. Why was he still wearing those handcuffs? I think he's like, uh, dead wife, give me my cuffs back there. I think they look cool. <laughs> they made me look cool. Like I just busted out of a cop car. Like I, I, I'm surprised he didn't pull that because I can right. see that guy. Like these are my these are my bracelets, my bad boy bracelets. That's a great Irish accent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> These are me bracelets. Yeah. Um, hey, are we ready to move on to the next episode? Hey, I think we are. Episode 203, Moonin or Munin or Munin. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we are introduced to the character of Sam Blackcrow, who is a um, some sort of First Nations Native American character who identified as being two-spirited. So I read an interview with uh, on Collider with Devery Jacobs, and she... That's hi- the person who plays Sam Blackrow? Yeah, okay. yes. And here's what she said. She said that the character Sam is from the Cherokee Nation, and not all of the tribes recognize two-spirited people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that she identifies as queer and not two-spirited because she's Mohawk. Hmm. And they don't have that. And because Sam is Cherokee, they have uh, or they represent as two spirited. Hmm. Do you think that this is going to be a character ongoing? Like, it seems like it's a I pretty do. big like she's going to come back around. And I'm looking forward to figure if to, to seeing exactly what all this means as it applies to her character. I do. I think I think she is because she she was a really interesting character. Oh, yeah. And f- to have that much depth to a one-off person uh, I don't think happens without them coming back later. Especially since we were introduced to another interesting and different god Mm -hmm. from uh, the Lakota nation. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Iktomi? Iktomi. Yeah, there it is. It's in my notes. Iktomi. So we have all this Native American culture going Uh on in this episode and I think it's introducing more and more as this war builds and I think they're definitely coming back in some way. Or maybe she yeah. was just there to prove that Iktomi lives because... There's at least there's, some people that are believing in those traditions. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that um, she also has this like buffalo skull imagery on her. And as yeah. we previously discussed, like there is some connection, this buffalo spirit with, with Shadow. And mm-hmm. I wonder... Because... I didn't do a lot of reading this twin spirit stuff because I heard that you were like read this interview and whatnot. But what I understand is it's it's uh, as aside from like it's kind of third, fourth gender aspect. It also is kind of got some spiritual or ceremonial significance. And I wonder if it'll turn out that she's like not a god, but maybe like a shaman type or has that kind of connection. Um, because, yeah, it's it's because like, you know, the show itself is begging the question when they have shadow be like, are you you're just a human, right? You know, you're not you're not like a freaky deaky god, or you're not going to call lightning down, or something like that. Um, I tell you what, right, yeah, it's considered no. to be like a huge, a huge honor. In fact, one of the people she name dropped in the car on their on their car ride uh, finds them and kills them. Yeah, uh, was a two spirited person. Uh, uh, which, which is what made her think of it, or why she told the story, I guess. Um, it, God or no, it drives me crazy how much she takes her eyes off the road 
Like, I have a real phobia when I'm watching television and I see a character, like, take their eyes off the road for five, six seconds while they're fucking with a Polaroid or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, I felt like I was behind someone watching him shaving in the mirror or applying makeup or or watching a YouTube video. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Should I call the police? Uh, she drives as the Sam Black Crow flies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we can probably we can we can close out the whole shadow chapter of this episode. Um, yeah, by, just close it on up. Uh, because he gets he gets his vision after he gets off of the train. Yeah, and um, he 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 gets himself out of there, and he these uh, this crow the the Moonen figure, the spokesperson of of Odin, tells him to go to Cairo and meet the Egyptians. So he. Hitchhikes to Cairo after he meets this uh, Sam Blackrow character. Shows up there. Odin meets him. With an awesome Firefly greeting. With an awesome Firefly greeting. Uh, they he, he gives him this, tosses him a bottle of liquor and says, if you don't wake up tomorrow morning feeling like a million bucks and energized for your quest, then you can you can go home or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's That bottle some kind of crazy Viking berserker juice. And I don't think so. It no? looks like just a regular bottle of wine. Man, there's no way a god says you're going to wake up feeling like a million bucks, tosses you a potion, you drink it, and it's just a bottle of wine. When has he ever needed potions? I'm just saying. I don't think so. You know, if like anything, he, it's probably some sort of like healing potion. Yeah. Well, it's like his spear. Didn't it look like it was in a guitar case or something like that? Like, well, there's yeah, a lot that's of to keep it hidden. That's different. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> there's just a lot different. of there's a lot of mundane things that take on surprising significance in this show because it's all metaphor you know this no i think i think what it was was them both drinking was sealing the pact that he was going to stay hmm. you know like spinning okay. in your hand and shaking i'm always looking for something to be something because like the, oh my, i know you are my my thought last episode was that i thought um wednesday ordered the hit on the the old star and killed her to to as a false flag operation. It doesn't seem like that's going anywhere. So nope. I probably was wrong on that. No, Mr. World definitely did the hit on Zoria. And simultaneously snatched Shadow. Both. Okay. And he was aliens. Yeah. Which um, they didn't even explain the alien ship, but let's, I want to talk dropped I w- him in a train, so it's fine. I want to talk some uh Mr. World stuff for a minute. Uh is what do we think of new media? I mean, the show, she makes a big, aggressive, in-your-face splash. The show itself kind of asks you to contemplate that when a character says in-universe, what is, is, is this an actual the upgrade? the fuck is that yeah. an upgrade? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to have to take, it's going to be a while to, to get used to the character because I thought what uh, Gillian Anderson did last year with all the different takes on the classic media figures was very iconic and awesome. And what this is doing is new media is intentionally shittier and vulgar and surfacer and gloss. And so if they're pulling that off, I'm going to necessarily hate that character in comparison. Right. But that's a really good character if that's what's happening. Right. I think you're supposed to not like her. She's just I I I like her for that reason. When 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 Technology Boy said put on whatever face makes you feel like you're the mostest this that's exactly what she did this is she's doing the most all the fucking time she engages in like hentai tentacle fucking by the end of this episode i i i I, she's i mean it's it's incredible the the kind of power she's wielding doing it though yeah no essentially i'm just saying it's it's really she's she turned into zuckerberg by the end of the episode you know and i I love the idea of like this all-seeing kind of spy state and social media wanting to get all mixed up into that because it's not just about likes and follows and subscribes it's also about what are you doing what are you buying who are you dating who are you messaging what are your friends network Uh, let's get all this information about you your credit score it is very you know uh kind of orwellian and 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 oppressive you know it's 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 kind of scarier than, than state uh sponsored uh surveillance honestly um because there's no way to hold him accountable so i i like i said i like the character but because the character like is designed to be hateable to be hated, i also exactly. hate the character right and she's a lot she is a lot uh, but i you know what i thought that about technology boy technology boy was a real shit he looks kind of tame in comparison now real shitty asshole that i didn't like in episode in season one and now he's kind of grown on me <laughs> right uh, what do we think? Speaking of new media boy or new media boy, technology new, boy. Yes, is he in trouble? 
Because I get the idea that, like, Mr. World's always just as close to snatching him. What use has he proved lately? In fact, by the end of the episode, he's actively betrayed World. I don't think betrayed. It's more he of like... He allowed Laura to kill Argus. But I think Argus, they correctly identified he was trying to play everyone against each other and but I don't sell himself for the highest bidder. World. No, that's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. I I think Technology Boy made a defensible call here. I don't know that Mr. World is going to see it that way. No, exactly. Especially so to since, answer your question, yes, I think he's in trouble. Yeah, especially since I think he was weak when he was trying to get media out of its shell and something that like Mr. World felt like he had to do himself. Like, there's... I, 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 but I don't know. Like, which he kind of did too. Yeah, media sh- appeared to them, right? And he did some kind of weird hand gesture and pulled her right out of the panels. How I took that, I could be wrong, but that's that's the story I think they were telling. Um, I don't know. I don't like. I don't think they're gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna be killed. Um, I just seems like they're the 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 new gods aren't as tight as we might have thought from season one. Uh, seems like they're not as tightly bound together and as unified as front as you might have, uh, have thought or hoped. Right, if you're Mr. exactly. World. And if they could all get their shit together, then it would be it would be so easy to destroy the old gods, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the Argus stuff, uh, which is <laughs> also the Laura stuff, which is also the Odin stuff, uh, and the, or Mister Wednesday stuff. I guess it doesn't matter. They're right. they're he's referred to by all of his names now. Um. Here's the prime example of what you were talking about, how the show versus tell. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like last episode, last season, if they told Argus a story, the guy wouldn't have come up and then he became the American surveillance system. It would just be like the eyes would slowly turn into cameras and that would be the implication. Right. But saying it somehow makes it feel cheap and vulgar. Oh, right, and, and it feels like I'm being spoken down to. Yeah, like, it robs your ability to like figure out. I mean, it's a very easy. Like this it's it's Neil, not a hard puzzle to solve, but come on. Think of the audience. This is yeah. Neil Gaiman's yeah. audience. Yeah, that you're talking down to. That's yeah, not, that's not that ain't right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to get a wider audience though, because God knows uh, AMC did not go broke playing to the lowest uh, common Walking Dead denominator. So you're gonna drop the previous showrunners and also try to go. Gear yourselves towards a wider audience. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's I crazy. yeah. It's like I said, Neil Gaiman's on board. I don't think he would be. Okay, uh, but I just for but, but I'm yeah, that, that's, that's the that's the that's the flagship example of of this episode of how it feels a little cruder and yeah. and and not as tight. I just every couple of episodes, I want to remind you of what this show would be like or the season would be like if Chris and Chenoweth and Jillian oh, Anderson were. I on. know. I know. And let's move on. So there's this interesting Argus backstory. I don't fully understand what the hell is going on here because Odin is tracking Argus through his own memories, through some kind of uh, chrome elevator device, and which shows it it, it kind of you got to do a lot of reading on Wikipedia to make sense of what's going on. But, Basically, these are all of Argus's lives and things he's seen. Yeah, and like it goes back to his original Greek origin, where he was guarding this uh, heifer Io. Io to keep Zeus from fucking her because Hera was jealous. And Zeus and loves fucking cows. Zeus Zeus loves transforming into animals and fucking women or fucking women animals. He's just like he's just all about it's it. It's all just a big, big, big ball of of sucks and fucks of of, of swans and bulls and men and women. And it's just it's just crazy. Um, imagine that scene with Billquist last year, and just throw every third person as either a swan or a bull, and they're all Zeus, and they're all <laughs> they're all Zeus, they're all Zeus, and they're probably Zeus's daughters. But um, I, the, so and sisters. So Hermes, is, uh, Zeus paid Hermes to kill Argus so he could get some of that sweet sweet cow pussy. Hell yeah. And uh, when Hermes killed Argus, it was the first act of divine bloodshed since the Olympian gods overthrew the Titans. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that, it, you know, that's, that's a big portentous thing. in the, the Greek uh, pantheon, I wonder if this is going to be a herald. It doesn't seem like, cause already gods have been killed. So, but I don't know if it's, this is meant to remind us of this uh, kind of insightful act. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did particularly like the shocked cow performance. Like when he stabbed it, that cow looked like mortified. And then you saw the human face and had the same look on its face. Right. Pretty good. Her pretty good bovine acting. 
Yes. Um, the Library of Alexandria. There's also an interesting thing where Mr. Wednesday's making Lord do all of his dirty work. That's right. got to be some kind of divine legal contract. And that... the whole time he's doing this, yeah, he's, I don't know why. I think he just didn't want to put his life on the line. But the whole mm. time he's doing this, he's sorting, sort of egging Laura into admitting that she wants to live for herself. And mm. she doesn't really care about Shadow. I think that's right. I think it's absolutely right. I think that ever since that uh, Jackal guy said, "I, whenever you're done here on Earth, I'm going to be waiting for I'll you to take here. you to the darkness... She doesn't want to die. No, no. She knows hell is real and she doesn't want to die. <laughs> and I, I think I think he's he's right on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think she understands it at the end. Yeah. And she's got her heartbeat back, so uh So she was like a week away from rotting into the ground. Now they said it staved the rot off. I mean, it looks like she is almost like freshly dead condition. She has been cured of her um uh, autopsy scars and uh, right, presumably which, she's no more she's not stitched together anymore yeah, and the shoulder is gone hopefully the maggots are right out of yeah, there yeah otherwise how whatever no more snack uh opportunities no for more Ibis. vomiting uh, uh, uh formaldehyde yeah maybe. maybe i don't know but she's going to continue to rot again yes i guess well it's... or i wonder because i also wonder like how strong is she is now whether because because uh, Mr. Wednesday will lie about anything. So I wonder if maybe she's actually not going to rot and he just is not telling her that. There's no way. Because you know, I'm just. There's I'm, no way. I'm kind of tired of the dead wife shit. Uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping when she said, I'm just another dead girl in the field. Maybe I yeah. should give up. That I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, yes lie down out. and rot. Give him the coin. It, Let's move on. But it feels like like Spawn, you know, like, oh, he's only got this finite amount of life force. And oh, every time he uses his powers, it ticks away. And every fucking time it gets close to ticking away, he magically gets more. Or he gets infused with Holy Spirit or some shit and it doesn't matter. So like... Either this is a t- this is a this is a ticking t- this is a real ticking clock on her, mm-hmm. or it's just an annoying kind of I don't. know. I think it's a real ticking clock, and yeah. I think what happens now is she goes to find Mad Sweeney to find the Baron to make it a real life thing. Okay, a for real thing. Yeah, and then they have a love story, and then Ooh, I I start Sweeney. vomiting formaldehyde. <laughs> uh, I love yeah, he's I way love too Pablo cool Schreiber. He's As, way too cool yeah. for her. Him yeah. kicking ass on that train last episode was so fucking cool. Yeah. I, this is this is the mustache on Orange is the New Black. Uh, yeah, this is Dominic from uh, Weeds. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's Nico from The Wire or whatever his name was. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's really amazing. He's kind of a Tom Hardy type. Uh, how he can play... You don't think so? How he can play what? How he can play Sorry, like... Sorry, elaborate like, on that. I was I was thinking like physically. Oh, no. Like you don't think... Because I think like Tom Hardy can be like a suave, uh, like gay James Bond in Inception. And he can be this roided out Hulk beast Bane in Batman. Like he can play... Oh, yeah. All types. Yeah. He, 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 he's got this ways that he's got this physicality where he's actually beast, but he can play smaller somehow yeah yeah exactly yeah because like i don't know how these guys like puff themselves up like bullfrogs or stuff like that but pablo schreiber looks like he's as big as a fucking house in this show oh my god especially he's playing alongside emily browning so that one that's scene true where he takes her into the horde and he clutches right. her to his chest it's yeah like, she's just like <laughs> she's this little little bitty thing yeah so there is a little bit of forced perspective it's like elijah woods and ian mckell <laughs> lord of the rings right uh, just have her stand even just take a couple of steps back and you take a Yeah, but I, I yeah, he it's whatever they do. It's just he really, really believably looks like a fucking juggernaut. Um, the biggest, unluckiest fucking leprechaun, leprechaun I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Uh, speaking of Sweeney, he's off to see the Baron. He's off the to see the Baron. wonderful Baron of no law. Uh, he, 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 tra- <laughs> he tries to uh, I'm editing that out. Uh, he, <laughs> he tries to I earn that he tries to steal a car and it's so funny because he thinks his luck is finally turning and because he gets the perfect car yeah and he doesn't have to break into oh, it's it one of those badass it, it was, it's yeah Jeeps. and he gets mauled by this dog which I don't even know how that works 
I think the dog just tried to attack. He probably freaked out. Yeah. Uh, got caught up in the car a bit. Maybe got some scratches. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's like a demigod, and he, like, kicks so much ass and this, like, little little pooches. But but it's I think it's cute that he's, like, letting his dog maul him. You're then, right. Then yeah. he almost burns himself to death on this, this boat. This boat owner. Can you imagine this boat owner? Comes out to his dock. And he's like, what the fuck? My boat is on fire. He pulls it in. And he's like, the the engines, the perfectly good engine just threw it off and sank to the bottom. Yeah. Just this, all this pointless destruction. Like, mm. it's got to be so bizarre. You can't even yeah. be mad. You're just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> or it all happened so fast, whether they're like an older couple that's just watching her from the no. window. Like, what this guy's the like, hell? Call the cops. <laughs> oh, don't bother. He set himself on fire. I don't know. Oh, foof. It's it's and then him finally ending up on the Faith of the Rapture tour bus. That's uh, that's how many of these guys does he beat up before we get to the next episode? Like I I can't wait to see what happens with this tour bus. Oh, I bet yeah. they I bet it wrecks and they all die. It's going to be something tragic. Oh yeah, it's, it's going to flip something. the fuck over and everyone's going to die except for him. Uh, he's going to keep walking to New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah he's not making it there in one piece that's for sure last but not least we have the corn palace uh where, palace. where you know these these roadside attraction places they're all about the the green which is called the porn palace right yeah, yeah i think the way it yeah but the way it's burnout yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes it shows it as corn and and, and what, do you think that's something mama g calls it just for like prudency's sake I don't know, because I actually didn't get that. I thought it was a corn sign that burnt out to make it look like a P, and you're saying it was a corn sign that burnt out to look like a C. Yeah. Either way, they're playing with it. Yeah, right, absolutely. Um, but, and, and, and either way, it's also a massive front for a giant weed grow operation overseen but, by this. Also, why would you, why would you name a strip joint the Corn Palace? Because it's in Nebraska, right? Like it's just like they're just leaning oh. into the stereotype. Oh, all right, all right. It'd yeah. be like it'd be like there's a, there's got to be a strip club in Speedway called Racers, right? <laughs> right? It's right. kind of that kind of thing. All right, all right. That's fair. In the Midwest, what that's do you fair. what do you want to call a a, a strip joint? Come <laughs> uh, weed farm, the Corn Palace. So uh, Ifrit goes here to get uh, Gungnir back, and he meets this Lakota spider trickster god Iktomi. Who says, "Yeah, yeah, I've got Odin's uh, spear, and he can have it back, but he's got to play. Hom- he's got to pay homage when the time comes." And then Efreet says, "That belief is what you need." And I'm like, "This is some. This is some. This is some crazy uh, conservation of energy kind of thing. That like, okay." His belief, his faith in Odin that he's going to worship him is actually going to somehow sustain him. Is that what they're saying? Yes. I think so. Yes. Which is weird. It's like it's almost like uh like a, if all the gods get together and did a belief circle jerk, they could just live forever. Right. Um but I don't know. It uh I felt like I didn't understand. There's also another exchange where uh, uh Iktomi says, uh this this is a weapon of death. Will Th- Toth allow it? And uh, the genie basically says, mind your own business, and they treat it kind of like a joke. But that's that guy's going to come for an accounting, right? Everyone does at some point. <laughs> he yes. also um, gives him a sprout to give to Wednesday. Yes. Any ideas on this. what that could be? A, a bean that he dropped in the water and it sprouted immediately, but didn't grow any b- bigger than that. Oh, see, I didn't. I was so um, uh, fixated on the reference to Idrisil, or Yggdrasil, the uh, world tree that connects all the different Norse uh, u- uh, universes in their mm-hmm. pantheon. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, maybe this is like a sprout. To re- maybe that tree's died or somehow. I'm not up on my Norse mythology. But mm-hmm. maybe that's, uh, like, supposed to be the, the seedling of that. But you're right. Now, it did look more like a bean. Is this like a magic beanstalk kind of thing? Maybe. But like I said, he dropped it in the water it grew immediately, but then yeah. stopped. Yeah. So is it? Like, it's the sickest hydroponic. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes. it's like you put that in your peace pipe, and this is the Willie Nelson strain. You will not be able to get out of the 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 corn palace. The Grim Creeper will set in and, and dig in. <laughs> Yeah. Is there is there okay because of all the stoners kind of like ironically believing in the Grim Creeper? Is there a spiritual being known as the Grim Creeper? 
Uh, spoilers for next episode. <laughs> <laughs> what would the Grim Creeper look like? I'm thinking like it's essentially like Cheech or Chong in it's like this, a Holocaust cloak with with oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm thinking like, it's like the the traditional skeleton uh-huh. with the cloak, except uh-huh. the cloak is entirely made out of drug rug material. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is there just smoke rolling out of his robes at all times? And he has like fiery letter. He has fiery a fiery number written on his forehead. It's not six six six. It's four twenty. Yes, um, that's the Grim Creeper. That's the Grim Creeper. He'll be on next. Uh, salt in the, salt Instead in of the... a scythe, it's just like a really weird bong. Yeah, it's a really long, long pipe. No, he was featured heavily in the trailer. Uh, okay, wait. No, I have one more. One more point. One more, not points. Question to pose to you. All right, pose it. Where did Nancy and uh, Bill Quest go this episode? Well, Nancy walked off the set because he didn't want to go to Valhalla for three seconds. He didn't want to take the three-second round trip. uh, That was the last episode. This episode, we didn't get either of them. So he said, said, I'll see you in... Cairo. 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 And presumably everyone's now in Cairo, and we'll we'll, we'll resume with the goddamn plot next week. All right, all right. That's my my idea. All right. Uh, feedback sent to TV, TV at baldmove.com or we have weekly discussion 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 threads in our forums forums at baldmove.com Cecily what's our first feedback this feedback is from Nick he says hey Aaron and Cecily hey Nick hey. just wanted to help with info on House of the Rock hmm uh, mostly everything there is interactive with tokens and some things are off or of course partitions off like that maroon wall area is there but you can't walk through it hmm. if you have time though going there is well worth it the episode barely shows much of what's there it is about three hours of stuff to walk through christmas chi- christmas time they change stuff to santa's <gasps> but either time it's worth the trip uh we gotta make a christmas trip there oh yeah no i, I i've heard enough I've heard enough. You've heard enough. We can get there, what, probably six hours? Maybe. Eight? I don't know. Eight at the most? Drive faster. Yeah, it's a day trip. We can do that. We can do a family day trip. To... <laughs> Once we take your shitty old vibe and imbue it with the spirit of some sort of... <laughs> slip near. Slip near. Slip near, then we can get there in two times. I don't think the vibe can contain the spirit of slip, slip near. Uh, Nick finishes by... It has but by... four, four <laughs> cylinders, not the mighty eight. <laughs> Nick finishes by saying, uh, thanks for the new shows and Twitch streams that I'm too old to understand, so I wait to watch on YouTube. Aw. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. We love doing We're too those. old to understand it either. Jack helped us set it up, and <laughs> you know we just hit play now. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, this next one is from Danielle M. I was wondering if y'all are also planning on covering the other game and show Good Omens coming out the end of May on Amazon Prime. Holy shit. So we, we watched the trailer right before this episode or right before we recorded this podcast. And yes, there's nothing I don't love about the trailer. It's just it's 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 too much to even say. I can't even sum it up. Go watch it for yourself. But we are 100 percent on board. And yeah. I don't know if that's a me and Aaron thing or uh, Jim and Aaron or the three of us. Yeah. Love to gauge his interest, but I'm on board. Yeah, I think that when we, he when we talked about because someone pitched it to on us on lunch with Jim and Aaron about a couple of months ago, like around Christmas time, and I think we both seemed interested in it. And that was before I found out it has like John Hamm and David Tennant and one of the Martin Sheen. Sheen, not Martin. It's it's Martin Sheen. Is it? Yes, Martin his Sheen is the Martin president, Sheen. wasn't he? Uh. Michael it's one Sheen. of the sheen. It's Michael the sheen. 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 The sex. It's sex in the. It's sex in the city. It's, no, uh, it's, it's the masters wrong. of sex. Oh, master Jesus. of sex sheen. Just edit all that out. <laughs> master of sex sheen. Michael is who Sheen. It is. Michael Sheen. There you go. I knew it wasn't. Oh, Martin. you mean Twilight Sheen? <laughs> Twilight. Yes, he was in Twilight. Holy shit! Holy shit! And he's also here in uh, in in uh, Good Omens. So and yeah, we're here for it. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay. Next feedback is from Peggy B. Dos, oh, Deus Moratorum equals God of the Dead, not God is Dead. Mm. So maybe the bullets are a little gift from Hades. I'm a Latin teacher, so I'm sure of the translation. Or isn't Toth? Isn't that a, the one of the? Or maybe not. I don't know anything about Egyptian mythology. Uh, here's the thing. I respect your Latin teaching cred, cred, uh, 
credibility or your ability, obviously. But Far more than the showrunners do. Yes. Unfortunately, when I looked it up, it seemed like almost universally the, 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 the accepted pop culture translation is God is dead. Uh, maybe you can blame Nishi for that because it seems like he used that in conjunction with that quote. Um, so... I, mean, right. I likely believe that they're using the widespread colloquial usage of the Latin translation or they're using the very specific academic usage. Uh, I'm prob- I, th- I think they're probably doing the former rather than the latter. But I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, Neil Gaiman's a pretty smart dude. Uh, she continues. What if the Laura-Shadow relationship is a kind of reversal on the Orpheus and your DC story? Sorry, my pronunciations aren't on point tonight. Eurydice story? Mm -hmm. In the Greek myth, uh, Orpheus tricks his way into the underworld to retrieve his dead wife. Here, the dead wife tricks her way out of the underworld to get back to her husband. The irritating part, of course, is that Laura is weak and self-serving, and both both we and Shadow cannot forgive her for it. Could could be. Yeah, I don't know enough about that story, but I think that's really interesting. It does seem like... um... It's pretty easy world building to take because this is something that, that came up again and again in that the, the Gods of Thrones book that uh, that I wrote about gods about Game of Thrones. I'm plugging it. Um, you can you can purchase it for uh, with a link in the show notes. But uh, one thing that came up again and again is it's easy it, or it's effective world building to take myths from a real world and like you know do a little swapping around, change the parts, slap a new coat of paint on it, and trot it out because it feels very very real but it also has a kind of an original spin and sometimes by altering different parts like gender swapping it or changing what cultures or religions are the are in the parts it uh can give a, a new spin and a new way to think or look, or look about the topic on the boot so wouldn't surprise me if mm-hmm. they're they're going for that uh kind of inverted illusion right. um because yeah it feels it feels real it feels ancient it feels p- b- like part of the hero's journey and they just have to swap a couple things around yeah. Uh, next feedback is from NCAT. So when Shadow's mom in a flashback was on the phone with presumably Shadow's father and she said something to the effect of, I have been taking him to live across the world. Uh, does this low-key hint toward Mr. World being Shadow's father? I, I, I don't know because like... I feel like she's taken around to show him the world in more of a positive sense, like a tour of like the best of of humanity. Um, whereas Mr. World seems like he's a the belief in the man, in the uh, the the Illuminati, in the Rothschild Foundation. What all these like con- conspiracy theories about someone pulling the strings and moving in the shadows? A very negative, anti undemocratic kind of fascist th- thing. So like, uh, may I mean it. it it, it it would be interesting if that was his father and that she's trying to, like, beat that out of him. But also, I, I find it unsatisfying because uh, I feel like Shadow's backstory has to weave in some kind of deep roots to American gods in the form, especially of this fiery buffalo or a lot of season one's not going to make sense. But, again, they changed showrunners, a bunch of other stuff. Maybe they're going to retcon all that stuff. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I thought that when she was talking to whomever on the phone she was talking to, maybe I got the impression that she was running from something or someone. Huh. You know, that's the reason why they were only going to spend one summer there, promise, and then uh-huh. he never left again. Huh. Type of thing. Maybe she's running from whatever is trying to Maybe. steal her light. Maybe whatever's trying to steal her light is Wednesday. Huh. Maybe Wednesday is trying to steal that light from Shadow now uh-huh. or use it for himself. I don't know. I think every season, if it's going to be one of these mystery box shows, they have to like give a couple of really solid answers to some of the questions. They can raise more, but they have to give solid, satisfactory answers to a question or two. And I'm, I guess I'm looking those basic questions. I don't know how much longer they can keep punting those into future seasons and me to stay interested. Last feedback uh, from C. Nobog. He says, 
I curse you. I curse you with Chernobog's curse. Fuck you. Fuck your mother. Fuck the horse you rode in on. You will not even die in battle. No warrior will taste your blood. No one alive will take your life. Is this she about will find can- you. Ha- making the show be canceled after the season? Is that- <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you will die with a sweet kiss on your lips and eternal darkness in your soul. So... All right. Thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> all right. All right. I feel I feel uh, I'm going to uh, after that, I'm going to wake up, feel like a million bucks. If you don't feel like a million bucks tomorrow, then I promise I will hit you in the head with a hammer. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else before we sign off? That is all I have for tonight. All right. I think Jim and I will be back. It's It depends on how jet-lagged he is from his trip to Italy. But I think we'll be back Friday for some more Bald Move TV because we had some unfinished business from the week before. And there's a bunch bunch of stuff that's come out in the meantime. Uh, I know Sess and I have seen some shows that we want to talk about, too. We've seen some shit. We've seen some shit, man. We've seen, we've, we've really, we are going to be streaming. We've seen uh, some things and then some. Twitch. Uh, Every Wednesday? Yeah, so Wednesday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be streaming some Super Mario Brothers, if you guys mm-hmm. want to watch that. Um, we're getting real close to finishing the new Super Mario Brothers uh, U, and we're going to play a little House of the Dead after that. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, there's going to be a uh, Bald Move TV out, I think, this Friday. There's also, at some point, we're going to give a review of the new uh, uh, Jordan Peele movie, Us. Uh, coming out real soon. They j- we just dropped a promo podcast for the new Gods of Thrones book uh, on a, a Game of Thrones a pod or Game of Thrones podcast feed. Two more weeks until we start our preseason coverage for season eight, and then a week after that, it'll actually be here. Season eight of Game of Thrones. There is so much cool content coming up here at BaldMove.com. I hope you stick around for all of it. TV at BaldMove.com is how you send feedback into here. Please visit our forums, forums.baldmove.com. Uh, we will be back when we have some more television and all television to talk about. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya.